You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Today on the Zabecast, an otherwise boring super wildcard weekend, got a jolt from the absolutely idiotic finish to the Cowboys and Niners game. Andy Poland joins me to talk about just what was the stupidest thing we saw. Also, is it wrong to make memes of bawling Cowboy fans in the stands? Plus, Josh Allen and the Bills pitch a near-perfect game against the hoodie. Your 30-minute dose of pure B is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Monday, January 17, 2022. Thank you for downloading and happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Hope you're enjoying the day off. We got a snowstorm here in the mid-Atlantic region. Uh, Where you were in the DMV depended on how much snow versus ice and sleet you got. We got quite a good shot of snow where I live out on the monogamous compound. And before I get to Andy Poland, just a quick thought here. I once mocked one Paul Churchian mercilessly over his, what I called, toy snowblower. Because he bought an electric, battery-powered snowblower. Now, I don't know the make and the model and everything else, but I was like, bah, real men don't have those. They've got gas-powered snow throwers. Well, guess who is now almost certain to purchase an Ego 60 is it Ego, Ezego, E60, E-I, whatever. It's green. And they almost had one in stock on Sunday morning because, of course, I left it to the last minute at Lowe's. But anyway, I'm going to get one of these single-stage battery-powered snow throwers because it's just what I need. Don't give me the, oh, you need a two-stager or don't get electric. Here's why I'm going to get electric. So a year ago, about this time, the old warhorse, uh, the Toro, I believe it was a Toro uh, snow thrower, finally stopped working. It had given us at least 15 good years. Very little maintenance, and I was like, okay, it happens. Of course, I got caught you know, at the last minute, and I run out to Lowe's, and I get this piece of shit, Arians, um, single-stage snow thrower with not a two-stroke engine, so you didn't mix the oil and the gas, it was gas and oil separately, which I don't know if that's better or not, but whatever. So <clears throat> I then uh, use it once last year. That was about all we had to use it for and just put it back in the garage. It's been used once, right? 
I don't think twice about it until Sunday morning. Snow's about to come. And I go pull it out of the garage. And I go to try to start it. And it's not starting. And I had filled it up with gas, so I knew that it was not out of gas. But I noticed something weird, and that was the uh, gas was starting to piss out the little air hole in the primer bulb next to the pull start. I'm like, that shouldn't be happening, but okay, we'll see. And then it starts drip, drip, dripping. So something was going on with the hose. Well, I pull started it probably, tried to pull start it probably a hundred times. Finally got it going. And I'm like, okay, maybe we're now over the hump here. Got it going. And then I was like, all right, now the next test is I got to turn it off and then try to start it again. Well, I couldn't start it again. And it was still drip, drip, dripping. So I'm like, oh, fuck. So I'm sure it's a bad hose, bad connection. Maybe a mouse chewed through it. Uh, maybe a chunk of rubber got in there when it was blocking the intake. Uh, maybe uh, it was bad gas because I didn't run it out of gas or put some stabilizer in it for the winter. It's my fault. I mean, it's last minute, it's my fault. But here's the thing. I'm gone quite a bit now uh, due to work. And many times the biggest concern I have is if it snows and my wife has to clear the driveway, is she going to be able to get the snow thrower or blower started? And with this incident now, and okay, so I could go take it to somebody who knows how to fix it. Small engine repair. There's a guy that would do this, but it's going to cost me 75 bucks minimum for him to come out and do it. And who knows when he's going to have time to come out and do it. And don't say, well, you should know how to fix it. I ain't a fucking mechanic. All right. So I don't know how to get in there and unscrew it and see what's going on. And then if it needs a part, you got to, guess what? A battery powered snow thrower. My wife can start that all day, every day. And they've made batteries now powerful enough to run these things and to give it enough oomph. The battery technology, I think is finally there. I think on, on these kind of things. But what I realized was the most important thing is, can it start? Will it start automatically all the time, year after year after year? And I'm sure with an electric, the answer is almost certainly yes. You ask yourself, well, is it going to be complicated for my wife to get to do it where we got to kind of put the choke there and you do it halfway and you pull it a few times and you got to prime the, the thing and the gas and make sure it's da 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 No, with electric, boom, it's up and running. So that's what I'm going to do as soon as they get back in stock at Lowe's, which knowing the way supply chains are will probably be next year. <laughs> if you have any thoughts on that, feel free to jump on in and let me know. Okay, let's get to the NFL weekend that was, and let's get to my man Andy Poland. Hold on, where's his music? Stand by. Stand by, everybody. We're flying by the seat of our pants here as the Cowboy game just ended. Hello. Hello. As our former colleague and sports radio predecessor in the DMV once said famously, more games in this league are lost. Then they are one. That's the great late Ken Beatrice, former pioneer of sports radio in the DMV. He was not wrong. Teams fuck up and they lose games by being dumb as much as opponents win them by being smart. And boy, did the Cowboys just throw one away in the worst possible manner. Good evening, Andy. How are you? 
I'm good, and and I would I would just add to that that uh, probably San Francisco uh, had they lost, you'd say the same thing about them. They uh, they made some really stupid mistakes down the end of the game that yes. uh, didn't cost them, but they it, it could have cost them the game easily. Yeah, it was uh, it was close down the stretch. The game just finished. I'm already going back and forth on several different text threads and on Twitter. I said, and I maintain this: this will be fatal for Mike McCarthy. Fatal. I think, uh, but let me just throw in this. Uh, my friend Dave Barnett, longtime play-by-play voice, did a lot of games for ESPN mm-hmm. over the years. Uh, I had him on my show uh, a few weeks ago, and he said, one thing you have to understand about Jerry Jones is, outside of Bill Parcells, and Parcells was hired while Jerry was trying to get the big stadium built, uh, and was looking for, you know, a, a favorable publicity and things like that. Uh, you have to be willing to let Jerry sit in your meeting rooms. You have to let Jerry be involved in your day-to-day operations. And while he's got young coaches on his staff who may be able to take over for Mike McCarthy, uh, anybody who takes that job has to realize that that's part of the deal. Yeah, so it's a hard hire, obviously. Yeah. And McCarthy mm-hmm. had been out of football for a year. And was, you know, uh, scouting teams and drawing up plays in his basement waiting to get hired. And his star was dimming rapidly. So he was going to be a guy that would say, all right, I'll put up with Jerry. And they get what they get in McCarthy, who is a noted choke artist except for that one magic run where he won the Super Bowl only because Rodgers was so hot. He was like an alien that year. Well, I was going to say, the big difference between having Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott. And yes. you know, if, if you have one of those guys, uh, Tom Brady would be another one. Uh, Drew Brees, while he was still playing, there were only a handful of guys who can do that. Prescott's a second-tier guy, and he failed to get it done. And, you know, the, the, the interceptions cost them. The penalties, the penalties, 14 penalties. 14 I mean, for 89 and some of the dumbest penalties <laughs> you have ever seen. Randy Gregory with defensive holding when the Niners are just trying to run out the clock. What are you doing? It was a tackle. He tackled the blocker. Why, Why? would you do that? <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, it, it comes back to the coach being prepared, comes back to the coach, the penalties, and the play call. The play call that ended the game is one of the dumbest things I have ever <laughs> seen in my life. Anyone who watches football understands the basics of strategy. And you're sitting at the 40. You got time for two shots to the end zone. Fucking take the two shots. They ended up with zero shots to the end zone because someone, whether it was McCarthy, whether it was Kellen Moore, or whether it was Dak just going YOLO, they decide to run a worthless draw play with no timeouts left. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that. I, I I think he thought he could set the ball himself and then spike it. But, you know, you're, you're playing with fire. What do you have, 14 seconds left when he ran that play? Right, but that right? play would have only gotten you 10 yards. And so a 30-yard pass into the end zone is no different materially than a 40-yard pass into the end zone. You are right. buying lottery tickets. You need as many tickets as you can afford. Right, it is right. just stunning that this yeah. happens. And so... Yeah, I, I would be interesting to see who points the finger at who uh, about who called that play because, boy, Twitter just went crazy saying, what is wrong with you? Yeah, it was it was insane. And, you know, and then but I would flip it also. 
Trent Williams, who's supposed to be the greatest, you know, getting called for that penalty on the quarterback sneak was ridiculous. It what, was, what was but why was he in some sort of shift at the last? I minute? have no idea. You've I have got, no idea. You've got a, an accountant's cock length to gain on fourth down. Why <laughs> are you shifting like it's some <laughs> trick play? Everybody in America knows he's going to run the sneak or go up to the line and do it. Right. It's just <laughs> like, a matter of winning at the point of attack. Like Bart Starr said, said to Vince Lombardi 50 years ago, I want to run the sneak. He said, run it and let's get the hell out of here. Right. And he ran over Jerry Kramer and the rest is history. Oh, God. It's just amazing. But it was interesting down the stretch. And it was really the only interesting game we got all wild card weekend, right? I mean, well, other than the Raiders, I, the Raiders Bengals was pretty good. Yeah, I would say, and, and controversy from that, you know, I mean, uh, that that call by the refs, and, and you know, look, if they can cover up an investigation of a football team for sexual harassment, they have no trouble covering up a bad call on the field. Oh, and so, and the cover up was made because yeah, oh, yeah. after the game, who's there to do the post game? referee report walt bent needle anderson the man at the center of deflate gate and sure enough i joked on twitter before it actually came out i joked that uh all the referees in that game would be like one me i I didn't blow the whistle on that one and sure enough when they asked walt anderson well who blew the whistle he said we're not sure exactly who that was yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's the referees circling the wagons to protect their own. It was the side judge. You could see him closest to Burrow go to his lips with his whistle. Jesus, oh, yeah. people. Well, you could see the defensive back, too, back off once he heard the whistle. Come on. And, that right. was ridiculous. And the other thing was the NFL, the, you know, the, the Walt Anderson report said it was determined the whistle came after the catch. That's no. a lie. That's anybody with eyes could see that was and ears could see that that wasn't the case. I did see from Schefter that uh, Jerome Boger and his crew have been uh, sent yeah. off for the season, but oh. a little late. Anybody who watches regular NFL football knows that Jerome, while likable, is not one of the strongest crew chiefs. He's bottom no. half. He shouldn't yeah. have been doing the game. So, yeah, well, that was that. And then also they said after the game, they go, well, a inadvertent whistle is not under the grounds of right. review by replay. Right. And I'm like, show me where that's in the rule. I want to see that in writing. <laughs> it's all bullshit. It just sounds like total bullshit. And of yeah. course, it was a huge play that affected the outcome of the game. The other thing that was a big part of that was that, you know, nowadays everyone's afraid to touch the quarterback. So Joe Burrow can literally run to the edge of the boundary, jump over the sideline and throw a pass while out of bounds, not worrying about getting blasted to the moon. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did, did you see that call on Brady today where, where the uh, defender yeah. hit him in the waist. basically he, he cradled him like a baby as he took him to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> they called it. Oh my God. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. But that said, I mean, the Bengals are the better team and they proved it. Yeah. And uh, first win in the playoffs for them since the invention of text messaging, which is a <laughs> hell of a stat right there. <laughs> And uh, you know what? And you combine that with Buffalo's beatdown of the Patriots, and it was a good weekend for the Cincinnati's and the Buffalo's of the NFL landscape that those two cities, small markets, can be riding high 
while major markets like New York and Washington and Chicago can be in complete disarray. Well, a lot of it has to do with ownership. That's uh, and with the salary cap, almost all of it's ownership, I believe. Yeah, yeah, equal money paid out in television. Yeah, you can have that. There's, there's, there's no problem with that whatsoever. No. The funny thing is, you know, the Giants and the Bears are supposed to have stable, mature, reasonable ownership. You know, they've got the patriarchy ownership of the original titans of this league, the McCaskies right. and the Maras. Snyder is a Johnny-come-lately marketing huckster who's impulsive and rash and a bad person, and yet they're all in the same spot together because bad ownership does bad things. Right, and they protect each other, you know. They, they, in, in some businesses, uh, you would run that franchisee out. Yes. But in, in this one, <laughs> right. they protect them. The funny thing is, I bet you Chick-fil-A and In-N-Out yeah. Burger – uh, well, I, they don't have franchises. They're all self-owned. But I would say McDonald's and, and Chick-fil-A run tighter over their franchisees than the NFL does their owners. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, they well, they want to make sure because the, well, the, the big thing is it's a big they don't boys want, club. Yeah, right. They don't want Snyder ratting out the others. They, they know he's got stuff on them. That's oh. why they protect him. Yeah. OK, I'm glad you mentioned that because this is what the theory I've come down to when people say to me an absolute abject despair why haven't they gotten rid of him yet and i said well why do you think and they go i don't know why and i go think about it does he not strike you as the guy that the minute they make a move on him he says i'm gonna sing and really rat you guys out and don't you think he was the one behind the gruden emails as a way to back everybody off like this is what i'm capable of doing oh yeah usually when i explain that people go oh really and yeah. I just go, yeah, really? No, no you, you, some people want to equate this to Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling, you had a whole league of players, uh, predominantly African-American, who were ready to burn down the league if they didn't run this guy out. It sure. didn't work that way in the NFL. You know, and, and, and the NFL, players are on one-year one, to one year deals. They're, and, they, and really, they haven't been wronged in this, other than he's created a team that stinks. Right. But, you know, it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot different situation. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Zach Taylor went to a local bar to give the local yeah. bar and fans a game ball. That's that. pretty cool, isn't it? That's something <laughs> that's, that's, coaches do not typically do. Well, I, I think that's something that Joe Gibbs wouldn't do because I don't think he's really well, ever seen the course. inside of a bar. But right. but yeah, a young guy uh, in a in a small market like that, great move, smart move. Yeah. yeah. On Saturday night, the Buffalo Bills authored what is probably the closest thing to a perfect game we'll ever see in the NFL. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. 
Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get a load of these stats. First of all, they didn't have to settle for a field goal. They got touchdowns on all six of their drives. No field goals, no punts, no turnovers, no sacks allowed. They had one negative play aside from the four incompletions, which were fewer than the number of touchdowns thrown by Josh Allen. And they had three knees. Those were the only negative plays all night. They outgained the Patriots almost 2 to 1, 445 to 233. They out first down them better than 2 to 1, 27 to 13, and averaged 9.3 yards of play, 7.1 yards per carry on the ground, and Josh Allen with a rating of 154.8. Yeah, and 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 against the greatest coach who ever lived. Isn't that something? And with a top 5 defense this year as well say what you want about mac jones being a bit overrated but that defense was legit this year and boy oh boy it got exposed and exposed badly so is this the rise of a dominant bills team for years to come hard to say um i i I don't know you know i mean we've seen that before and i'm old enough to remember the 85 bears who look like they might win the next 10 and they got derailed. So right. you you just don't know. Uh, but but right now, seeing them, I could see them as a Super Bowl team. Yes, I could. Yeah. Uh, Belichick was asked afterwards, are you planning on coaching again next year? And he said, uh, that would be accurate. <laughs> I, somebody said they really wanted that same reporter who asked about his New Year's resolutions, came back a week later and asked again yeah. to be right. fair after the game last night. He go, well, now that you're out, uh, how about those New Year's resolutions? Yeah. <laughs> I admire her drive. Uh, her timing is not great, but uh, whoever her boss is must be thrilled with her because whatever he says, you know, we, we used to have a guy like that in, in Jerry and that we would tell him what to do and he would do it. And she was a kamikaze, you know. She she gave herself up to the team. Yeah, she sure did. Uh, the Patri- mm. the Buccaneers destroyed the Eagles in the early game on Sunday. It was thirty-one nothing before they sort of let their foot off the gas just a bit, and they end up winning comfortably, thirty-one to fifteen. Oh, by the way, seven seeds have never won in this Super Wild Card weekend. A lot of people saying, "Do we really need these seven seeds in?" What do you say well, about that? Uh, I heard Mike Florio talking about this. I think it was with Dan Patrick. And he says, they're not going to decrease. What could possibly happen is that they could go to 34 teams oh, and make it 16. Nobody gets a buy. This is this is programming. This is this is more opportunity for people to bet. This is a television bonanza. This is this is oil gushing, and, and they got they don't have enough buckets to put it in. No, no, like, they're not going to decrease. No, you're right. The Cowboy Niner game is going to do a huge number, not just because it's Cowboys Niners, but because it came down to the end and it was so weird and funky, and it's fucking snowing up and down the east, up and down the east east coast seaboard. So right. there's all that. Uh, but yeah, uh, back to the Eagles for a second. They've got a huge question on their hands as to what to do with Jalen Hurts. 
Right, right. Go, better than a go, scrub, but he's not yeah. good. No, he's he's not good enough to take you to the next spot. And and that was what. Uh, by the way, we'll get to Troy Aikman and his fetching. Uh, but but he said, you know, at the beginning of the game, they found their guy. They're invested in him. He not said that. Anymore. He said that in the early part of the game. It was like when they were opening up. You know, oh. he is their guy, and they they believe in him, and blah 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 blah. No, they don't. They're going to be looking. Yeah. Uh, he gave him an unex look. All credit to him because this was supposed to be a rebuilding year, right? I mean, they they the way they tanked at the end of last season, there was there was no indication that they were going to be a playoff team this year. So uh, he gets some credit for that, but he's not a championship caliber quarterback. No, there's no doubt about that. And Eagle fans are still irate over having taken Jalen Rager out of TCU over the scintillating Justin Jefferson. Rager has been an abject disaster, and when the game was still sort of in the balance at 17 nothing, he fucks up a punt, just yep. short-arming it. Listen to the great Merrill Reese call it for Eagles Radio. All year, Rager has done nothing. Done nothing. Remember that phrase. Here's how Merrill Reese called it on radio. Anything to spark this team. They're in a 17 nothing hole. They need a big play. The punt is away. Rager drops it. He muffs it. Fight for the football. I think the Bucks have it. He muffed it. Well, he did something. He muffed it. Scotty Miller recovers it. Or Scotty Miller was down there to hit him. But it's recovered by the Bucks. Right when you're asking them to do something, you need a big play. The big play goes back the other way. He did something. Wow, the bitterness <laughs> there. Did you ever see the? You ever see the uh, war room video of the Vikings when they found out the Eagles had taken Rager? Rager? No. Oh, you got to see it. I want to see if this translates via audio, but it's a it's a four box on Zoom with Zimmer in his house, and they're looking at their sheets. Here we go. He's going to take a receiver too, right? Meanwhile, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. So you thought they might go wide receiver. We've seen some wide receivers go off the board. It certainly seems like this would be a need that they need to fill. All right, pick is in. We're on the clock. Jalen Rieger, wide receiver, TCU to the Eagles. Let's Ooh. go get him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Pat. I, I'm on it. Nice. Justin Jefferson on the clock right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fell in their lap, huh? Yeah. They, I mean, like all of them are like, oh, wow, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Rager has been a complete disaster. So the Eagles have a conundrum as to what to do with Jalen Hurts. Uh, the Raiders have a conundrum with Carr. Carr yeah. is better than, than Hurts, but he's also not out of what I would call the Kirk zone of good but expensive but not going to carry you. What do you do? And you know, there's some Woofed fans, soon to be Commando fans that are angling to bring Carr here. Would you be in favor of that? Yeah, because it'd be an upgrade over what they what they have at the cost of a first round pick and thirty million a year. Okay, that's that's the cost of of having one of those guys. Otherwise, you go. You go another year with Taylor Heineke? Wow. That's a I mean, steep we, price for a guy who's in the Kirk zone. Okay. 
all right, but you're, you're not getting Aaron Rodgers. No. You're probably you're not getting Russell Wilson. They can talk about it, but they're not getting Russell. Oh, wait, Wilson. how do you like Russell Wilson saying uh, through his people that he wants yeah. to explore his options? This after walking me. off the field in Week 18, saying, "I just hope I'm a Seahawk for life." What a fucking yeah. phony he is. Yeah, he'll, he'll say whatever he'll, he needs to say. You know. <laughs> And, and it, it could be also, you know, somewhat of a power play too, in that you know it's it's either him or the coach. Yeah, that could be it. Right. You know? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of uh, quarterbacks and uh, power plays and and getting stuff out there, how about the tweet from your boy Adam Schefter regarding one Jimmy Garoppolo? Did you see that today? Which no, I did not. What did he say? Okay, here. Let me let me find it for you. Uh I, I dubbed him Kim Jong Schefter after the tweet. <laughs> here it is. During the second half of this season, Schefter tweeted, Jimmy Garoppolo simultaneously has raised his value to both the Niners and to other teams in the offseason trade market. 49ers would not be where they are today without him. Wow. Yeah. And this guy's supposedly a journalist, Andy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, he you should favorites. read the comments after this. They're like, did did Jimmy's agent put that on a notes app screenshot and send it to you? <laughs> I mean, come on, yeah. who says something like that? Adam yeah. Schefter does, I guess. So. Yeah, well, he's you know he's 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 Mishbuka with the Shanahan, so it makes some sense. <laughs> Mishbuka. All right, now now to Troy Aikman. I have, I have a guy by the name of Drew Nowakowski, Doctor Drew, who uh, tracks for me all the good job Troy Aikman crutch <laughs> comments he makes during the game, and generally speaking, he's good for between seventeen and twenty three versions of good job. I've pointed out that all Troy does is pretty much narrate replays and he narrates them poorly. If you're just going to narrate what we're already watching in a replay, let's have Morgan Freeman do it or Caliendo (laughs) doing his Freeman voice narrating it because he just explains what we're seeing. He also likes to guess, well, if he had just caught that, he could have run farther or, well, if he had just stepped up and blocked it, he might've had an interception. This is not analysis. So In this playoff game, he had six good jobs, two really good jobs, three excellent jobs, two does his job, two great jobs, one really great job, one nice job, one really nice job, one outstanding job, and one heck of a job for 20 jobs spread to 10 different meaningless variants. And then the piece de resistance, him passively aggressively bitching about not getting to do the cowboy game and sleep in his own bed that game coming up which is on cbs which is the dallas cowboys hosting the san francisco 49ers we saw san francisco with that overtime win in la last weekend that's going to be a good game it's going to be a great game uh i mean a really good game I think there's a lot of people that like to be calling that game, but uh, should be a lot of fun. <laughs> what a fucking dick! You know, yes. <laughs> fuck you, Troy. You suck, and you don't get every prime game all the time. God, I can't stand him. I cannot stand him. If Alvin Pete Rosell were alive, there would be a phone call. Uh, Troy, you make thousands and thousands of dollars millions hundreds of thousands millions. of dollars per per game oh per game per yeah. game right. yeah and and this is the game that you were assigned to 
Have you heard of the late, great John Madden? You know what John Madden's great skill was? Taking a dog game and keeping it entertaining. Not whining about the fact that he's not going to do the better game later in the day. You need to shut up. Now, in 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 the past, in, in Troy's defense, Fox had all the NFC games. But that changed. And that changed as the money got spread around in a different way, as analysts like him made more and more and more money. And that's just the reality of it. You don't get all the NFC games. Sorry, you had the secondary NFC game. That could have turned out to be a great game. It could have been good. The San Francisco-Dallas game could have been a blowout. It didn't work out that way. You're paid to do the best job you can with this game, not whine about the fact it's a game you don't have. Thank you. All right, a couple more quick NFL things, and then we'll get done here, and we'll go watch the nighttime game. The crying cowboy girl on CBS. Was it wrong to make her a national viral meme? Obviously, she's it's not wrong. She paid her ticket. She showed her face. Either don't cry, honey, or cover your face. Well, I think there's there's something on the ticket, isn't there, that the television could do that if they want to? I know they can do that. But that said, I mean, this poor woman, she was well, flat out bawling, and there okay. was like four minutes left in the game. Well, I, I would, I would give her some credit for that. Actually, that that she cares she that cares much. Her, yeah, yeah, I, 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 you know, and 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 I, I don't, I don't think she was wrong, and I don't think television was wrong to show her. She's passionate, okay, okay. but that's that's part of the story, and and she cared that much, okay. All right, do you have a problem with the Cowboys, with uh, Jerry World having what I call the Eye of Sauron uh, from <laughs> Lord of the Rings effect, where in the late fall and winter, the sun is at a low angle in the hemisphere and comes blaring through that end zone window and can blind you like it did during the game. Do you have a problem with that? No, not really. I mean, that's, you know. People made too of much the- of a deal of it on Twitter, and I'm like, it's it was a designed it was designed that way on a purpose. It's like why didn't they put the stadium at a different angle? I'm like because they wanted this. Well, yes, you can't throw right into it. It's mm-hmm. only for about 15 minutes, and what it does is it washes the field in yeah. glorious sunlight. That's almost magical for just a brief moment in the game. Only in yeah. four o'clock games, and only during certain parts of the year. I think it's brilliant. I love it. I mean, it, it, it happens uh, probably a fair amount during daytime games uh, with punts and maybe even kickoffs. It's the first time I've seen it happen in a game on a pass, right? I mean, yeah. it was, it, the, the receiver yeah. was standing right in the middle of the field. And he couldn't see the ball. Yeah. Wilson but, ducked it. Yeah, he actually yeah. ducked the pass. But look, right. it could have been the Niners being affected yeah. by that, depending on how the coin flip whip went and who chose what direction. So, you know, it's just a bit much. And then people are making a big deal of them punting it up into the Jumbotron. Well, it's a do-over, and then they still punted it down to the five. So it had no effect on the game. People are like, oh, Jerry Jones with the stupid stadium hurting him, you know, causing him his ultimate demise. I was like, it was one play. Please, people. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's what gets people in there, by the way. That's they sit in the upper deck oh, and watch no. television because they can't see the field. <laughs> I know. Uh Joby Hall passes away, the uh coach yeah. who succeeded Adolph Rupp at Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's hard to, to to follow a legend, but you know, Rupp uh was only able to recruit, I think, one black player the whole time that he was there. And uh, you know, Hall Hall did a very good job. And uh, from all accounts, I I don't know him, uh was was a very good guy, right? Yeah. Elsewhere in college basketball, I was stunned to see that Gary Williams went public and said he would have been the interim 
to mm-hmm. help get the season to the finish line this year for Maryland, but nobody called him. I, I, I don't know. Did he say that he would coach the team? I didn't read it that way. Oh, I did read it that way. Maybe I need to read I, more about the story. I, I, I think it was more like I'll get involved in helping people get get through. Okay, it. you know, well, I don't, either I, I, either way, yeah. the fact that he wasn't called, right, right? That to me is stunning. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I I, I would say you know because I I don't know whether he still works for the uh, for the school because at one point he was he was working uh, as a fundraiser and uh, actually was like reporting to Kevin Anderson. I mean, not, you know, Anderson wasn't telling him what to do, but there was some type of relationship. Since Anderson's been gone, I don't know if he has any relationship in that way anymore. But yes, that that's a legendary coach. He he looks great. He he could, he could certainly get people uh, excited about the program. But yeah, they, to, to shut him out like that was ridiculous. All right, very good. One more game to go, Andy. Uh, not a great weekend in total, but it's still NFL football. We had volume. We had a, a rubber sex toy land in the end zone in <laughs> Buffalo, so we had that going for us. We had a shirtless ex-Redskin quarter, ex-Redskin quarterback. He's still ex- a Redskin, Washington. ex-Washington Washington. football team quarterback, and Ryan Fitzpatrick in the stands in Buffalo because he's he was rooting on his former team, the Bills, one of his yeah. ten former teams, I believe it is. So yeah. we had that going for us, and we had the all-time boner call on offense for the Cowboys that cost him two shots into the end zone with a chance to win the game. The league never lets you down. No, they they never let you down. I am entertained. All right, Andy, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. All right, Zane. Thank you. you. All right, I'll end on this. Djokovic out of Australia. They actually said, you know, his excuse for not being vaccinated was valid, but they did not want him to be, quote, an icon of free choice. You've gone full totalitarian, Australia. It is sad. All right, that's it for me today. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your Martin Luther King holiday if you've got it. And we will see you next time.